Okay, hello and welcome to Jimish Fam. This is James speaking. This is a new episode of Cursory Conversation, and I'm joined, as usual, by me, Tanya. Me, me. how's it going? Um, we are sitting at the top of the hill in Wesley, looking over Lake Munger, in the middle of the McMansions, in front of a Catholic yep. church. Yep. If you've just, uh, if you go onto, we have an Instagram. Go onto the Instagram At and Jimmy FM. I put a picture there. Yeah, Jimmy FM. So you can kind of visualize where we're at. There's a pretty little sunset behind us with a, and it's pink and lilac and blue. Mm-hmm. I almost went through the rainbow then that song. Um, I just said to James, I'm in a really weird mood today, so I apologize for any. Why is there any particular reason? Um, I, no, I don't think so. I just feel a bit spaz. So. <laughs> I might break out this song randomly or... It's not like a specifically good mood. It's a weird mood. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. What did your day involve? Um, What did I do today? What size of bed did you get out of? I had a weird dream this morning. But no, I had a a, good day. I did Latin this morning and singing and then more dancing and singing. And yeah, that's it. Um... I was wondering, you know what they need to invent? What? Is Shazam for sense. Do you know what Shazam is? Yeah. That would be good. No, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like an app on your phone because there's, there's other apps that do the same thing. Yeah. But it like listens to the song you're hearing mm-hmm. and tries to guess what it is and it's pretty accurate. Would you, would you Shazam this scent? Is that what you're trying to say? Because we're outside and it smells pretty nice. Um, I love this weather. So much. All right, yes. It's it's about 7 p.m. and it's still a bit light, so we're definitely moving into that part of the year where it doesn't get dark instantly after work. And that kind of dusk smell on like a spring afternoon mm-hmm. and it's not too hot. It's, yeah, it's great. That's my favorite time of year. Still some spring flowers out. The mosquitoes. Well, it's spring. It's well and truly spring. So yeah. you want to hope they're still out until the sun kills them off. Um. Yeah, I... I uh, there's this woman who I favor the opinion of. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I want her good opinion. And uh, she, I, I ran into her and she's like, wow, you smell really good. But <laughs> what were you wearing? Problem. You don't remember what you were wearing? No, I was just got out of an elevator and obviously someone. Oh no! So that's why you—that's that's why you've asked me about the Shazam because you want to yeah, steal this person's scent. <laughs> um, and you know, and I came out of there smelling like whoever was in there last. Oh. Normally, thankfully, it wasn't Bo because that's the most awkward thing when you get in and it's someone like disgusting else. and then someone else gets in on the next level and they're looking at you like you're the person and it's like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't <laughs> It was this other person. Well, I but have... this time was the opposite. This is a good occasion. And then I'm like, oh my God, if I could just find out what that smell was, I could totally impress. <laughs> and she'd, and she'd want me. Uh, well, because I, I am a sucker for like perfume. I love I perfumes. I recognize the scent too, but it's just and the scent you just can't. Men, especially just male perfume. Like when a guy smells good. Oh my God. If any guys are listening, my favorite is um, Million. Have you heard of that? It's like a gold Paco, Paco Rabanne or something and it's called Million for Men and oh, it's so recognisable and whenever a guy's wearing it and they just waft past me, oh, I have to almost chase them down the street. 
<laughs> my housemate in London used to wear it. Mm. And I told him how much it like basically turned me on. Yeah. So he'd purposely walk into my bedroom and spray the perfume on himself whilst I was in my bedroom and then walk out. And I'm like, that's just cruel. That's so cruel. Um, yes. Tacky. Well, <laughs> oh, it's tacky, is it? Now, you want to put it on before and then just come over and just like... No, he did because around you. And no, he came in and he, no, he came in and sprayed it to be like, haha, because you can't have this, and then he'd walk out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, because we're housemates, so like that wasn't happening at all. That's why he was my, my brother. So he just thought it was an, funny to come in and annoy me because you know that scent solely turned me on. So hmm. yeah, million Paco Rabanne. If any dudes are listening and want a new scent to try out on the ladies, I highly recommend. Okay. Maybe it was that. And I feel like it is one of those ones that kind of lingers too. So maybe you should go give it a smell. Yeah. So I'm worried if I went into a place and tried all the smells, I don't think I'd be able to remember it. Even though sense has such a uh, sense yeah. with a T has such a strong connection with memory. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, but as well, it perfumes will smell different on different people too. Mm. So, you know, that million might smell good on other people and more stronger on other people and not so much on you I mean I thought about buying it for myself yeah <laughs> like legit I thought about buying it to spray on myself and walk around with man perfume I don't um, think there's anything wrong with that <laughs> yeah it was a group of us guys and we had adopted this girl and she was what? very um, into our group kind of thing she okay. was very attractive but she was kind of um, yeah, she was not compatible with any of us, so that's why she could exist in the group without fighting over. Her. Well, Do you, you know what I mean? Like, but you say more... you say that, and then as she stayed in the group longer, I bet you that changed. I bet you, uh, possibly, but yeah. not not really in a bad way. But what happened was, I remember that we all went to a dress up party, and we because we used to joke about it because like she was, you know, it it because it, it used to help us. By having this attractive woman part of our group, it would attract other hot women too. So we (laughs) we were a big fan of her. (laughs) Oh, the ultimate wing woman, yeah. But we're very gentleman-like. We wouldn't really talk about her behind the back, except this one time we went to this fancy dress party and she was wearing this big feather boa. You know, everyone came back and we crashed at this this guy's house. But when she left in the morning, she left behind the feather boa. (laughs) And my friend Cameron was just, oh my God, smell this. And gave me the... The feather bowl, and we we're sharing around, going, "Oh my god, she's so perfect." That's a bit gross. <laughs> it wasn't like, like it wasn't like an underwear or anything. No, I know, but just just because I I think a feather bowl is such a like almost like a burlesque item. So kind of in my mind, they have this underwear quality. Mm, so no, I just it, no. There's a big difference between something that just smells like her. <laughs> Um, okay. Whatever choice of scent is and Still, natural but sense right. from it's the, the way regions. it's the way you described it though is because you passed it around and yeah, were like that's what I mean it was a weird thing <laughs> it was so weird, weird but it was also magical <laughs> so that creepy. was it okay yeah I I mean I understand but I don't know if I'd be like everyone thankfully I've never had come to smell have it so what happened to this friend with though guys who would pass around other items <laughs> oh well, good <laughs> if you wouldn't. So who? So what happened to this friend though? Oh, just she you got know, she got new friends. Broke up oh. at some point eventually. 
And the other thing about smell was I did have a particular bad experience with this one girl and she wore a very sort of distinct scent because it was kind of a bit, it was one of those edgy scents. It's kind of, it's almost bad, but it's just sort of like... <laughs> Not to make her stand out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I had a bad experience with her. Like, I thought we were like friends, but apparently she was, you know, I didn't find this out till later, but she was using me for some <laughs> weird purposes to <laughs> offend some other people. Oh, um, oh, okay. That's what you want. You want to be used a for tool. that? Yeah, yeah you tool. want Yeah, you want to be a tool, yeah. Um, and our friendship was a fraud. <gasps> anyway, um, but later on, many couple of years later, I met a very cool girl, um, but she had the same scent. Oh, no. And so I had to, it was a deal breaker. Well, because I I I just couldn't, I hated this other girl so much that I couldn't. Did she wear it all the time, though? Because I chop and change every day, usually. Sometimes I wear the same one. Well, in the phase that I both knew them, they were wearing the same. Like day in, day out? Yeah. They may change it. Because, yeah, I have a few that I kind of, yeah. These are very short periods of time that I knew these two people, like three months or so. I have a perfume that I wear, um, like for shows. Yeah. I wear it for shows. Uh, performances, yeah, and like birthday, New Year's kind of, it's flower bomb, it's called, but it's awesome. But I only wear it for those occasions just because it's nice because it's like putting it on, you're like ah, going out to like, or I've got a show or something and it's one that lingers as well for ages so I can smell it in all my costumes and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice. And then I've got like vanilla-y ones and yeah, like vanilla, just this pure vanilla oil and every time I wear it, I smell like a marshmallow. Mm. It's great. So I'm trying to attack, attract the sweet tooth. <laughs> I remember in primary school when, you know, that you got to that phase, phase where girls just starting to become attractive and <laughs> the hip thing was musk um, yes. sprayed like, as in it smelled like lifesaver musks. Oh, okay. No, I have a musky one Not like that a, I got and I wasn't sure. It was like musky vanilla and I got it and I wasn't sure about it and I wore it once and everyone was like, <gasps> all the guys were just like, you smell amazing. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. I'll guess oh, I'll wear just, this it, I, mean, I eventually got sick of it. But it probably plays on their, yeah. <laughs> their um, early I mean, this teens. was like 12-year-old girls. Yeah, but that's true. Just, it probably plays on it, that. It was that phase where they first brought out the mini bottles that you could just po- put in your pocket. Yes. And they would just cover themselves with it. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm so cool with this musk. Oh, smell, my God. I smell like lifesavers. Well, mine and, was um, like the impulse. I, I never really use it anymore. I think I have one in my car, like, just to have in case my car, like, just, or me or whatever. Hmm. Emergency is just like an impulse. <laughs> And I think they're so lame. And a perfume, but you're not really meant to keep perfume in the car, are you? But, you know, <laughs> it's just... Uh, but yeah, um, my generation was more, yeah, the impulse sprays. There's so many of those about. But yeah, so maybe maybe my musk perfume that people like appeals to the yeah 12-year-old boys that just started getting hot for girls and then... So you had the same thing? Um, I don't really remember. I remember getting this like little brand. It was like a cheaper brand that we'd buy. Mm. And they were rip-offs of like Ralph, Lor- Ralph Lauren and stuff like that. And yeah, they were really nice. But And yeah, you just doused yourself with them because they wouldn't last that long. So yeah, it wasn't necessarily musk for me, but other scents. But yeah, so that's... But I don't know if James mentioned that we're sitting outside. So I'm very paranoid... <laughs> about getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. So if I start whinging about it, I apologize in advance. I sprayed myself. I tropical strength, he which did. I like he used did. in the most dire situation. It's pretty. Uh, he did, but I feel like I've got bitten a couple of times already. And I'm slightly allergic, so I tend to like get these massive bites. And it's going to be warm this weekend, so I don't appreciate having 
welts on my legs. But you know what, James? I'm here. <laughs> Mostly because he didn't pre-warn me we were going to be outside. He's like, you're always... I, I, he blamed me for being underdressed. I have a coat, a jacket, a skirt, tights. Well, now that summer's approaching, if it's not <laughs> raining, you can assume we're going to be sitting on a, on a, a bench park somewhere. bench somewhere. Yeah. All right, or all I have right. these camping chairs I'm going to bring along eventually. All right, all right. I guess. But that's, that's my, if you hear me like, you get pissy about the mosquitoes in about half an hour, you can blame James. <laughs> can you put it like over your head, your jacket or something? I can. <laughs> I can, but I look like a little. I'm right next to it. I'm not getting, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but you've got a hood on. gone a bit away as soon as I applied some. Uh, I, I've sprayed, I feel like they've just gone to like little bits of my body. They love me. Mosquitoes love me. Maybe you're sitting in an ant's nest or something. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Good. I thought I was getting bit on the ass, so that's probably something that's happening right now. Great. That's okay. <laughs> um, so we got. To, I haven't even gone to what I've been consuming or what you've been consuming. Okay, Tanya, what have you been consuming? What have I been consuming? So I did have a list also, and my phone died. So I'm going to go with the easy option and talk about some food, like usual. So <laughs> Like if, I go, if I go back backwards to about 20 minutes ago, I had an ice cream, but it was milk chocolate with like proper, that really, you know, that really nice honeycomb that's actually got the real honey taste mm-hmm. to it. So it was like flecks of honeycomb in milk chocolate. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Milk chocolate. Yeah. Milk chocolate gelato with crushed okay. honeycomb. Okay. And it was called Gold Digger. Cool so little actual- play on Gelato was chocolate flavored. Yeah, but it's the, not like they add milk chocolate into a vanilla. Um, no, uh, and they might do because this place, you know, it's Gusto in Leederville, so they use proper oh, ingredients. God, I'm so over Gusto. Oh, it's so good though. Um, what other food? I had ricotta pancakes on the weekend for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've probably mentioned this about ten times on the podcast that pancakes are one of my favorite foods ever, and but they've got to be like thick and fluffy ones, mm. and these were thick, fluffy ricotta ones with. Um, like caramelized banana and like some toffee sauce with bacon and a, a scoop of ice cream. It was like my post-show breakfast treat and it was amazing. I mm-hmm. ate the whole thing. And the person I was with probably was just like, damn girl. Like <laughs> I did not leave anything on the plate. I did not speak about it though. I didn't want to draw attention to so it. So it was a savory pancake? Uh, it was still sweet because there were sweet things on it. Yeah, oh, it kind of okay. offset it a little bit. So yeah. it was good, but it was so filling. But I was like, I'm going to eat this whole thing and I do not care. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> we just we just didn't speak about the fact that I ate the whole thing. <laughs> but that's fine. I don't care. Um, what other good things have I eaten? I feel like I've just been on like an eating binge because I had my birthday and just lots of cake. <laughs> lots and lots of cake. Um, but in all seriousness... Um, I still haven't seen Girl on the Train, and I know we discussed this a couple of podcasts ago. Right. I'm probably going this weekend, so that should be good, and I can update you on whether I actually like it or not. I thought that I feel like this has been a long time coming. Um, what have you seen it? You just te- no, I haven't. What? What I do? No, you you're just teasing what you're going to be talking about next episode. So saying is that not good? No, it's I- fine. <laughs> okay, I'll start. should I not should I keep it on the DL? Um, I haven't really had a chance to sit down and read things, but I found, um, so I don't know if I've told you this before, but I'm really into like symbolism and stuff. So a few years back, I used to just like 
get dictionaries of different symbols and literally would sit there and read it. But it's like anything. Have you ever tried to sit there and read the dictionary? It's very tedious. So <laughs> you can't just sit there and read a page because you've got to absorb what it actually means as well. So hmm. um, I've got like a few symbolism books that are in dictionary format. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I found that one of those the other day that I got about halfway through and started pick, I picked that up and but started reading that again. You wanted to learn new words. No, no, it's not like an to learn new words it's a, like it's a dictionary on symbolism so it discusses ah, different okay. things yeah yes. so it's more but again you still have to absorb it and everything so i found um yeah i found my symbolism like 1001 of it and to the penis <laughs> um not as much as you think there are there are a lot that overlap because you kind of like different animals say that symbolically maybe in different cultures come through the different things mm. so yeah, a few of them do overlap. But um yeah, so I've loved that I've picked that up again. Um what else? Oh. Actually, have you seen that show on TV called Body Hack? Or have you seen uh, ads for it on TV? I don't know. Is this thing where they put magnets in their fingers? No. So <laughs> what? No. <laughs> it's like a um so I don't really watch that much TV, but I saw this advertised on TV and was like, I'm going to make a point of sitting down to watch it on Channel 10. And it's, um, I think, I can't remember what he does. Todd Sampson, I think he was a journalist, possibly. Yeah. Anyway, he um, puts himself, he's got this series. I think he's done like other similar did things he did, before. Um, the uh, the advertising show, the Kaboo effect or something. I'm not sure, but I feel like he's done other things, yeah. But so this p- specific series has him doing different challenges every week, yeah. but it's like fully pushing your body yeah. kind of challenges. So the first week was him, oh, he had two weeks to train like an MMA fighter and then he went into the ring with a professional MMA fighter yeah. and had to complete two or three rounds or something like that. So he put his body, he lost eight kilos over two weeks, trained every day with like professional level MMA um, people. And yeah, it was hectic. And like, I kind of admire... Um, the like the willpower of those kind of people and the fact that he's doing it to himself in different things. So like um, the other week, yeah, he hunted with a tribe in Africa that have no like laws or anything like that. So they took him in for eight days and he had to learn how to hunt and live like that. Um, transfer. I don't know. No. I can't remember. Might have to Google that and put it up on the notes. But um, and then last week he trained with the French Legion mm-hmm. for ten days, and it's their course that's like preemptive to like the the mat, like getting into it and it's like the breaking down of their souls like course yeah. so he did that and he's obviously twice as old as some of the men hell week i think it's called yeah so it's twice he's twice as old as some of the men and they go to the amazon jungle and like obviously it's not only grueling what they have to do but then you've got the jungle <laughs> with the spiders and the scorpions and the pythons and the little things that go up your penis when you pee in the river that's mm-hmm. what yeah <laughs> um and then next week he's going to be a sherpa on Mount Everest so okay. for 12 days so it's just this like series where he just goes and does all these crazy things and I like it because as he goes through as well he discusses the science behind it so he'll like point out what's happening to his body yeah. in that short time frame and all that kind of stuff so it's really interesting I would recommend if you're, in, if you're into that and how are you watching it? just on TV oh, I think it's on Channel 10 Tuesdays at like 8.30, 9.30 one of those times so I'm sure you could probably find it online as well if you wanted to. But mm. um, I've actually made a point of sitting down and being like, oh, this show's on, yes. Like, um, which I rarely do with TV. So, yeah. 
I thought that was good. Um, what else have I been watching? I was saying that I was home. So Monday I had a day off because mm-hmm. we had all the shows and stuff. And um, they had the repeats like during the middle of the day and there's nothing much on, you know. But they had the repeats for that new Jess Malboy show. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Again, it's like Strange a, Girls, aren't it? Oh, uh, no, that's the other one. Now, this one's called The Secret Daughter. Oh, The Secret Daughter. Yeah. <laughs> always have to tune in so similar. <laughs> yeah. Similarly to um, but it's like, for an Aussie show... The storyline is quite different, and I don't mind it. It's not like, it's not like Neighbours. I mean, but and I like she sings in it obviously because the character was written for her. So sometimes it's a little self indulgent because she'll be walking around having a moment, and a song of hers will come on in the background. Hmm. <laughs> um, so it's not like a musical. No, it's not a musical. She does sing in it, like she's a pub singer. So every yeah. and I think she's trying to be like like get her own sort of label and like going Hmm. but so at the moment she's just kind of in this pub and she finds out that she's related to this family or is she and like yeah it's not it's not bad like the storyline's kind of fresh to what's on at the moment but i just yeah find it funny walking around and the role's written for her so she's like writing songs and then she'll kind of sing a bit of the song and Hmm. then she'll be yeah walking down the street having a moment and there's like a little version of her in the background (laughs) Um, okay. but and it's on a commercial station on ABC yeah it's on a commercial station I think it's Channel 10 as well mm. um, but yeah so there's been a couple of things I'll kind of tune in I'm always interested to see the Aussie to watch the Aussie stuff and I know I should support it more than I do but to be honest I just can't do it a lot of it's really bad yeah it's so bad I can't People do it people may call it the cultural cringe or something oh so like and I feel bad yeah because I, I want to support you know Aussie art stuff but it's just yeah when it comes to the shows I just can't I mean I guess it's probably because we just grew up so much with British or American shows that you know when you hear the Aussie sort of version it just doesn't compare I just was checking Netflix just before the show just to see what I'd watched hmm. I don't really watch much on Netflix it's not that amazing but um, <laughs> I, Stan has a lot better stuff really? I find yeah um, my stepsister has Stan and uh, yeah, she enjoyed it. Even the app isn't as good, but um, you know it's okay on the Apple TV. Um, but uh, the I saw that Glitch, which I think was on ABC, is out, and Netflix is saying it's a Netflix original. So I don't know if it's a, a remake of the ABC version or it's the actual ABC version, and Netflix has bought the rights to it. What's well, but I don't it definitely think I've was heard not of, a Netflix original because it. it was on. It was made for ABC, but um. It was about. I, I haven't seen it, but it's about some people come back from the dead in a small town. Oh, okay. Um, so I want to check that out because when I went to Melbourne and met the ABC, I was like, well, what was your ideas? You should do something like Glitch. It seems to be up bit your alley. <laughs> I have to watch it to see what um, they're talking about. Okay, yeah. No, I've not heard of it. And it's Aussie, did you say? I think so. Or it's a remake, American remake, but it looks like it has some Australian actors. In it. I, I'm confused. Oh, okay. I, I literally yeah. just saw it before. I haven't Googled it to find out. Yeah, I came here. Well, yeah. Sorry, continue. What else did you want? Yep. So, what else you mean? Uh it's not something I'm consuming, but it's something I want to consume. Does oh, yeah. that count? You know. So, have you heard of those like little escape rooms? Oh yeah. In fact, have you done one before? No. Oh, because I yeah, we were talking about it the other week, and I was like, I really want to do one. They sound like so much fun. I generally sort of hate those things. Well, but I've thought about my mum loves that stuff. I thought about one day if I had the money buying it for her. 
Yeah. Uh, like if I don't know if they do gift cards or something. They probably would, I'd say, but you need like a team of people to go. So. Yeah, well, she has lots of friends who like that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, go. Uh, no, I was talking about it with a girlfriend of mine the other day and we were like, oh, we need to go because she went to one in Canberra and she said it was amazing. I don't know if if it'd be the same here. But. Uh, I don't know where they... I know there's one near a place where I work in Malaga, just next to Westpac in Malaga. Mm. Um. It may have closed down because, you know, I feel oh, like no. they pop up things maybe. So I love like bowling, ice skating, like escape rooms, time zone. I think that kind of stuff is awesome. <laughs> like date nights. I think they're great. Well, I mean, the escape room's a bit hard with two people, but like, you know, all those kind of minds. And you can, you can see how people, you get lot to see a lot of people's traits with that as well. Are they competitive? Are they... Um, mm. So I always find that really amusing because sometimes people just come out the woodwork and they're just so competitive and you wonder where the fuck they've been hiding it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. And con- yeah, consumption. I've just been consuming Footloose for about <laughs> three weeks and it's over, like nonstop. And now it's over. That's what I consumed. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to yours. But that's that's what I was living and breathing for about three weeks. Um, Before we talk about Footloose. Yeah. I was thinking about food. This is something I had. I don't think I talked about. Mushroom <laughs> with halloumi cheese. Yeah. I like, Thumbs up. Yeah, I like me. Don't even know what halloumi cheese mush- is. Oh, I think it's a, from a goat. Actually, I don't quote me on that. I don't know. But halloumi is awesome and mushrooms are the best. So, put them together. I'm sold. It's pretty It's pretty easy. I think they kind of like... Brown the cheese on top of the mushroom. Maybe put oh. some ham in there as well. Yeah, like it was a big field mushroom. Or yeah. What? Yes. Uh, what has James been consuming? Yes, James. What have you been consuming? Footloose. I went and saw this random musical <laughs> called Footloose. So random. The other side of I don't the even city. know. I don't know how you heard about it. Yeah. What do you mean other side of the city? It's like twenty minutes from here. <laughs> what is it? It's probably like 20 kilometers, I guess, at night. Down the, free, down the freeway, it's easy. Come on now. Um, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> no, I actually had a... It was a fun show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that, I think it's, that's... I, yeah, it was kind of weird because I, I don't think I got anything out of it of value, of moral value. Really? <laughs> substance, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, because I, I think there's, there's a bit of the storyline. It's like, you know, if you hold in your feelings, you know, shit happens. They ban dancing. I mean, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, but, but it's you know, so if ridiculous. You look, that yeah, it's like, it's, it is. It's so ridiculous. But then it, but even the movie's think, ridiculous. That's it. You think about the movie itself and the premise of it. And then you think about musicals and their premises. Like, anyway, most of them are that over the top, you know. Mm. But, yeah, it's a fun show. It's very, like, energetic. And, yeah, I think that's what Tanya most you play one of the lead roles. Oh, yeah, this is the musical I was in that I've yeah. been talking about probably all year. Yes, but I, think I did. The, the, like, I don't know what it's like for you, but it looked like the people who got to play all the bit parts seemed to be having a lot more fun. <laughs> well, I was the mum. they got mom. to just do this, you know, be part of the chorus, as yes. it was referred to in the booklet. Yes, so they were the... Uh, the you mean and they the, had to do all these quick costume changes, come out, and I'm like, wait, I've seen that character before and this other thing. And yeah, I'm, well, they were the ones that were... You mean like the three best friends? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they... They got to do a lot of harmony stuff and come in and out of the show. Um, yeah, so they Your they parts had, were like really serious, like oh my god, my daughter is yeah, and that's that's the thing. So they're very they were very sing this solemn sort of different. solo thing. And <laughs> yeah, you're battling the other mum with like <laughs> vocals. 
Well, it was, yeah, it's a very, um, it was a very different kind of role for me because I, so I also understudied the lead, yeah. the lead girl, Ariel, and her best friend, Rusty, the one who sang Let's Hear It For The Boy. The role wasn't much better. I would much rather be one of the chorus people. Oh, if really? If I was just maximum value. Well, of funness. Yeah, but I maybe mean, maybe stressful because you're out there. Yeah, you've got to like have more lines more and more harmonies and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, I also understudied their role, so I had to know all of their stuff, mm-hmm. their all their dance tracks, all their harmonies, all their lines, um, plus being the mom. So it was a very different world when I had to be Rusty and then had to be the mom because they're yeah. such different characters. Um, and yeah, and because my obviously you know me, it was a very different like role for me to play. I mean, but she had, like, my character had her little, um, like, she gets very amused. Like, she, they had that sense of humor in their relationship kind of thing. But, obviously, it was stilted. So, um, but, yes, I had to sing a very solemn, like, ballad. Yeah. <laughs> and a trio. And you're not allowed to dance until the end. Yeah, that's it. I, and I mean, what's the parents doing dancing anyway? Yeah. Um, so I yeah, happens in the movie. We had our little, we had our little cha-cha moment at the end. Did you like our cha-cha yeah. moment at the end? Yeah, it's I like, saw you like getting maximum lift value. Oh yeah, you can do a lift here. With me. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm glad you noticed that. Yes, yeah. thank you. I think because so Stephen, who played my husband, he um, he's a dancer. What is his deal? What do you mean? He's what's his just, deal? Just oh, the weirdest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He looks like a cartoon character. Some of the people in your class. Yeah. Like the girl who played, is it Ariel, the main lead yes, role? Yes, She literally, if if you got a blind person to draw what a music muso, uh, musical theatre student would look like, they would probably draw her just by accident. Really? Well, I should probably be pleased to hear that. So. I don't know if that's a compliment. It just... She's both of them of, are both really of, cartoonish. You kind of make it sound like, like you actually look like a real <laughs> sort of actress who's just singing. Oh, These guys just look like what larger than life. You make it sound like it's not a compliment, but I feel like they would take it as a compliment. Uh, yeah, it is a compliment, <laughs> but it's not something. It's not like it, that's just a statement of just sort of their sort of mixture of appearance and energy that they put into yeah. it. Like the. I almost had to. I had to stop myself from laughing out loud from the your husband. Some of the ways he, because you know his character is ridiculous in real life, but he's trying to translate it into like a fun musical, and it was just yeah, it's hard. He sort of puts his book down. He's always carrying the book. It's a very hard role. It's a very hard role, though. He's Uh, got so much to do. But it's just ah. So it is a bit, yeah, and he's the one that's meant to be, you know, overseeing the town and ruling over everyone, and he has the power, so he's got to have this, like, you know, where does it come from? Well, because he's a preacher. And because there is no older men in the cast, like, yes. but he is clearly playing an older guy. Yes. Um, it just looks weird. It looks like a little kid playing. Well, of course. I mean, what about older. me, though? Are you saying I look old? <laughs> uh, was... No, but you look like a woman. <laughs> like, a woman, not a great. girl. Great. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that's because of my costumes and not because I'm 25 as opposed to the what? younger people. You don't house. like to be a woman? You no, I do. Girl. I do. But I mean, I'm, I was also meant to be like 40. So, you know. Right. Um, but I could easily imagine you as being, you know, those old preachers love the young women in the oh. Bible Belt, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. But Mormons have like five yeah. wives and one of them is really young. Okay. Well, I mean, do you watch I'll kind Big of, Love? I'll kind of pass that along. No, I don't know what that. That's like one of my favorite shows of all time. It's Big about, Love. No, yeah, I've it's about a it. Mormon 
it's like HBO Mormon family, and he's got like three wives. <laughs> no, um, I've never seen and that. the it's Bill Paxton is the main guy, and Gian Triplehorn is the main wife. Chloe Sevigny is the second wife, and uh, the third so one a, is a TV the girl show, is from um, what's that Cinderella show, Snow White show on TV? Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah I love that show. <laughs> one of those girls. <laughs> yeah. So, but you had a good time. The musical was fun. Yes, I enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a it was a good show. I'm sad that there's it not many more shows. So I can't say, oh, go see it. No, I? it's yeah. only the two. It was in, that's why it's sad because it was really well done. I think, like considering what we had to work, with, obviously we didn't have like massive budget and all that. Did you like my kitchen? Did you like my little pull? Like, do you remember seeing my kitchen? The little drawers, yellow the little, thing. Yeah. yeah, with the little pop. I thought that was awesome. Did you make that? <laughs> well, in remember the play when you came to the play. Yeah, there was like a little red bar on the side. Mm-hmm. Kind of oh, that's yeah. that was the back of that, and he's just added the doors and like made it up. And yeah, really clever. He like I, don't I was a bit scared when they're dancing on that thing on up the top, bridge. and I'm like, how well is this constructed? Yeah. No, no. Well, <laughs> this would be awkward if so they just collapse. Our director um, is a carpenter by trade, All so right. he made the thing, which he's is awesome too. He's got some too. engineering skills. Yes, yeah. So he it was actually pretty stable. I mean, when you had a lot of people up there, it was obviously a little bit late, but it wouldn't have. Broken. I'm sure it's fine when you're standing, but when they're at the end and they're jumping on it, I'm like, oh god. Yeah, no, it was it Is was fine. For like a <laughs> yeah, I don't YouTube know. live I don't know. What? Wait, did you come Friday night? The f- yeah, first oh, you night came night. the night I cried on cried. stage. Yeah, you cried on the stage. <laughs> yeah, although so the Why? choreographer after during my song because it was so sad. Yeah, like at the end of the well, song, I cried. I no, know. I wasn't like sobbing. Like I just had like a couple of tears come down my face, but. My choreographer afterwards was like, "You were sweating upstage today," and I was like, "No, that I was, that was, <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> I was like, that was okay. tears." Um, but no, okay, that's good. So it didn't look like I was sweating profusely either. So that's good. Okay, good to know. <laughs> or you can't remember? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just really good acting. I just didn't distinguish it. Maybe. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, it's theatre. You're a long way back. Where were, like you si- a, were you, where like were you sitting back? Probably about two thirds of the way back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but the Nexus is small, really. You can see everything from up there. Yeah, but a tear in your eye. No, that's no. it wasn't like... Normally, I tear up in the song every time, but normally it doesn't fall down my face. Oh, okay. So, like, it's the whole, like, emoting without the response. Mm. And, yeah, on Friday, I just kind of... And I was like, oh, Cool. <laughs> So I got us and it was like perfect timing too. Not that you noticed, but it was like the last two lines of the song and it just like dropped. I was like, yes, it's good. <laughs> like, you know, like it was kind of a little actor moment where I was like for a second, I was like, oh, because it built up so early in the song. Like it built up from, you know, the slap. Yeah. So for then I could feel it like come up and I was like, oh, I have to hold my shit together for the next like five minutes for my song. Yeah. So I kind of held it together and then I got to the end of the song and it kind of just dropped. I was like, yes, <laughs> like good timing. I was like, okay, now I can go off stage. <laughs> like rather than me. But you couldn't do it on the second show? Um, No, I still well, like very much weld, but no, it wasn't a drop on the second show. No. But so, yeah, that was, that was fun because I never really had like that much of a response. So it was, it was good. And we did a full run. The day you came, we did a full dress run earlier as well, about two hours more, at two o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. So then we had like a break and then came back and did another show. So that was good that it was still energetic. So what was the fallout? What do you mean? What went wrong? No, I mean like 
how did you guys have a debrief of, uh, oh um we kind of do when we come back like what could have done, been done better and all that stuff but um or you could talk about what went well or yeah that's it we, we talked feedback about from people who came and saw it oh yeah people that came and saw it. we got really good feedback actually so yeah. yeah well that's why we were so sad because people like it's actually really good even our director was like i didn't think we were really going to get this off the ground and it's awesome you've got definitely been to um i guess it's a, a it's a bit unfair because like you guys are actually training and stuff like that for yeah. it and you're doing full-time rehearsals but i've been to like local theater shows that yeah are not that good but obviously they're just doing it part-time right? yeah yeah i mean that's the same with us we only really amp it up towards the, you know the few weeks before because we have the whole year that's like one rehearsal a week yeah um, but you know, yeah, and we actually no, we actually got really some really, and with the live band and stuff, like it was awesome. Oh, yeah, we got some. Yeah, did you like the live band? That was well, pretty you cool. couldn't really see them. No, they were up in the corner, no, but you can hear them. Oh, that was the one thing I. My one criticism was, and I don't envy the person who did this, but the sound mix was not very good. Oh really? Yeah, there was, I mean, there's like 20 people with microphones. That's it. There was 16 mics so on stage. It was very hard I don't know, to. I couldn't balance. sit there and go. I could do it better, but. No, he did a really good job. There was though. a it moment where one of the girls, they obviously hadn't turned on and she was singing and it actually sounded better without the microphones. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it does because it is a small theatre, it does project. But um, yeah, he had a hard job at 16 mics on stage at once. <laughs> I know. I was, sitting there, I was trying to count them and I was like, I lost count because yeah, so and, many people were And we had like, um, and then I was backstage singing. And they're not like singing. obvious microphones either. Though. No, and I was backstage singing a lot too. So we had to turn the mic on at backstage. And like for the group numbers that I wasn't in, yeah. so um, yeah, it's a lot. Of, and yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Really good experience. People, though. yeah, it was it was great. And yeah, we got some great feedback. I got a lot of like, my mum loved you the most in the show, and I'm like, it's probably because they're a mum, <laughs> they yeah. really enjoy like, and they enjoy. But you know what? Thank you. Like that's nice. Uh, I'm glad that they could relate, and I wasn't just like you know a 25 year old that was just. You know, I'm glad that they appreciated the performance as opposed to, oh, she was too young or anything like that. So, yes. We are sitting over above Lake Munga and we can just see it through the trees and you can see the lights just. of the orange lights of the freeway. And uh, they've been there pretty much most of my life, if not all of it. And mm-hmm. they, the reflections on the, on the lake as you drive past make these little big, like, poles in the water. And I always, always had this fantasy about... Um, you know, and I was a big fan of like the Faraway Tree and stuff like that. Those books back when I was a kid, those the Eden Wine books. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always imagine that it's like a fairy sort of wonderland or like a well, stuff, that, that, and because the, the water's moving, so it sort of glitters a bit. You think, oh, that's fairy wonderland. That just like. got real deep then. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what that just got, all that, that just got real deep. Yeah. No, that's the very pretty. It's a good um, visualization you've got right there. The little fairies i used to what's the one that she had um with the like the feather in the hat or something do you remember that one was that one of the faraway tree stories i think so and he had like some sort of magical feather i can't remember i might have to google it i always wanted to go back and read it but i wonder if it just wouldn't hold up to your imagination (laughs) yeah that's true i don't know i still love reading like i bought all these um it's funny though because when i was living in london i used to go on the hunt for these really cheap like you know between two pound and ten pound books like antique sort of things and i worked near greenwich markets so they'd have all these antique antique books come through so i'd often pick up like a bargain and there's a few that were like poems for children Mm. um like the natural national and they were like these books were like yeah 100 years old and the poetry and the illustrations in them 
like yes they're imaginative and creative and directed at children but they're so dark because obviously back then it's so all like the dark underlining like you know how ring a ring of roses from the black plague and all that kind of stuff um and yeah they had Oh, my coat just fell off. Um, yeah, you know how Ring of Roses from the Black Plague. What else did they... Oh, London Bridge is falling down and all those kind of nursery rhymes. It was yeah. kind of the same sort of thing in a lot of these little poetry books that I picked up from 100 years ago. <laughs> and yeah, so I found I find that really amusing because it's just so dark and kids probably read that like, yeah, read that to me in bed. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, and I brought those back over because it's so pretty. But like that's like the gold on the side of the pages and yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. And over here you pay through the nose to get anything like that. Yeah. Whereas over there, I think I picked up like picked up this beautiful little leather like Henry Long fellow book of poetry, and it was like two pounds. <laughs> it's great. So like four dollars. I I have um two of my best friends are like um probably two of the best illustrators on the planet. Well, that's a big call. I guess maybe I'm biased, but I don't you're, think I am. Like, I think friend. if you actually show people, people are like, oh yeah, no, you're right. But the thing is they haven't really, they've had, uh, well, one of my friends, she's also a writer, so she writes and does stuff and she's had books published, but they, they, like the publishers don't really, don't take advantage of how good of an illustrator she actually is. Yeah. And she just had a baby, and so she's been doing a lot. Seems like she's doing a lot more illustration, and she's opened up a dedicated Facebook and Instagram just for illustration. And so I'm hoping she's going to do something badass with it because, like, it feels weird to know these people and they're not recognised, and you're going out and seeing all these other illustrations that's actually been published, and it's just like, it's just not as good. Yeah. And my other friend, he has a book deal, and he's trying to get it out, and I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, but I think it's. It could, if it gets, it's, I don't know what the story is like, but the illustration is just so insane. Like (laughs) you get the feeling that it's going to go, if it gets some recognition, it's going to go down in history as one of the greatest illustrated books of all time. (laughs) Because he's just, you know, he spent, he's been working on it for like 10 years. Wow. And it's like, it's not just 10 years doing each again. He like 10 years, he's almost written this book, like drawn this book three times, but he like, throws it out and then starts again and every time his style is getting more and more mature and I'm just like but you don't know oh. what the book's about well I've read the first two chapters so I don't know where it goes oh okay right I don't want to like I was gonna I don't want to be like I worry you know what genre I don't know it? how it ends what if it's yeah. not ending and all already because he's taken so long the publisher said you've got to now release it in two volumes oh wow so, so but he's got the book deals ready to go so that's great yeah, hopefully it works out. So, um, yeah, what genre is it though? My friend Bryony, um, she's more into um, children's books uh, and she's sort of up to like 10 years old kind of books. Um, now she has a kid of her own. She's doing really sort of younger. She seems to be working on stuff that's focused for younger kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's, my friend Campbell is doing his graphic novel it's kind of about a bunch of school kids who sort of, you know, get lost in a world kind of like Alice in Wonderland. And so I don't know if it's kind of like Stranger Things where it's like an adult's <laughs> view of the, um, you know, these kids doing adventuring or whether it's actually targeted for that, that age group of kids to read the book them- themselves. Yes, yeah. I do know it's filled with nostalgia like 
Can we talk about Stranger Things? All right. For Did a you second? watch it? Yes, I watched it because I was real like I want to watch it, but then I just didn't really sit down and and I had holidays as well. Thank God. Um, but and I sat down and was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. And I watched the first couple of episodes of my with my friends, and I was like, that's it. I need to go home and watch it now. Um, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's so different to what's around as well at the moment. And I kind of didn't really know exactly where it was going. You kind of you could only base your own like by about episode four and you're like, okay, so what is this? Like you've, you got these kind of theories going and um, yeah, no, I really mm. dug it. And the music, taking it back to that proper like what 80s sort of mm-hmm. nostalgia, like, yeah, it was great. It's cool. <laughs> I liked it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I remember I watched it. It came out on like a really rainy day in Perth and I just sat down and watched it, binged it in like one oh, day. Oh, really? And yeah. It felt I like I wrote on Twitter that it felt like the good old days we used to go and the winter school holidays, you go on the first day of the winter school holidays, you would go to the video store and get seven videos for <laughs> yes. $7. Yes. <laughs> and because it was too wet outside, you would just sit and watch movies all day. That was my first job, you know. At a video store. All right. When I was 14. Well, f- yeah. 14 and nine months or whatever it was. My first proper job in a video store. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> <sighs> Putting all the VHSs and DVDs and yeah. renting stuff out for free. I think I got for free. Except for the new releases. Everything. All right. You didn't get the new releases for free. No. Oh, it's too valuable because they wouldn't I had get to, themselves. Yeah, I had to wait till they like, went down to the three days or something, three-day <laughs> releases, before I got it for free. If I did, I think I could get discount. But did yeah, you get laid was... out of it? What? Did you get laid out of it? Get laid? Yeah. Out of working in the, at the video store? Yeah, well, you know, like... When I was 14. Smith's clerk's movie, it's like all about working in the video store and getting laid. Uh, not when I was 15 years old. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I had a boyfriend, actually, mm. but no. You didn't go out the back? <laughs> no. When it was quiet? <laughs> Did not. Into the R-rated section? Did not. Gay actually, our isn't? R-rated section wasn't even that hidden. So, right. yeah, there was a few dodgy folk that would come in and try and... And buy them, rent them from a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it was great. And I had to be, you know, pro- ut- utmost professional and... You know, what's your number? Okay, you've got um, $15 overdue on the account. Did you want to pay that today? <laughs> oh my God, I got to stop. Um, but yeah, just the local video easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, another thing I consumed of Tanya's, I went to your birthday party. Oh, this is coming up in your consumption, on your consumption Well, list. it relates to the Footloose thing and <laughs> your group of friends that seem to be from your dance musical academy thing, mm-hmm. performance yes. academy. I get the feeling there's a lot of interwoven relationships between that. Oh, there's group. a couple of couples, yeah. 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 That met through Yes. Yes. There are there's two so basically big old orgies that we're saying that Basically. No. <laughs> um no, there's two couples, like no, uh, three couples, three couples. But there's some couples that have three couples. Attempted couples. Um I guess a few people kind of did hook up, but not not like that incestuously, like between the group. It was like a couple, and then they kind of settled into their partners. Okay. Um, yeah, and you met, well, you met Mark and Kia. Hi, Mark and Kia, when you listen to this later. And they were like, we're your biggest podcast fans. All oh, right. <laughs> Those two. Lovely. So they're, they're, they're the two. They're, they're the two. They were the best. They're the two that they the, They were the friend and... Um, 
Yeah, Willard and Wren, the lead, the lead male Wren and Willard in Footloose. Those two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they they listen to us. So we I thought Will, was Willard the cowboy. Willard was. He was the cowboy in Footloose. He was really good. He a bit stole the show a bit. What the well? The you mean the one that was the kind real of, sort of country hick, and he wore a cowboy hat most of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, the one that sung "Mama Says." Yeah. Mama says, yeah, that's Willard. Okay. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he was great. Him. Yeah, he was great. Um, he had some good little like with his accent and yeah, Mark did a great job being little character and uh, and Mama says is so cute. Like when I first saw them, like they worked on the choreography for mm. that and they came in and showed us and I was like, this is awesome. It's so cute. They all kind of worked on it to like make it like choreography but not and then you know with the mop on the head for the mum and all that kind of stuff. Just really clever. It was cute. The other weird thing about your party was that I'm going to a 25th birthday party, so I'm like, oh, you know, this seems okay. But then I seem to be finding, like, every time someone would start talking to me and they're like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, so what are you studying or working? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm studying and studying. And eventually it comes out, they're, like, in high school or literally what? they've just graduated high school. Oh, that was that was one friend. <laughs> That was there. No, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. Oh, yeah, she, were, people were talking about. I started this topic because my fr- one of them was doing psychology. Uni. One of my friends who's young wants to get into psychology, but she doesn't have the right whatever the score yet need to have yeah. now. Which is, yeah. I'm so out of date. I don't even know what it is. And she's like, and she's uh, one of your friends starts explaining it to me. I'm like, well, how do you know so much? I was like, well, I, I, I just graduated last year. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Oh, last year. Maybe that was another one. I have a, I do have a lot of younger friends. Being being a place where I study, yeah. they are younger, a lot of them. But it is I didn't think that young, though. Yeah, no. A lot of people came straight out from high school to um, to where I study. And so it's hard. You can't, you, you know, and you don't really see it as a number. Sometimes they might act a bit immature and I have to kind of pull them in line a bit if it's annoying. But for the most part... Because they're going straight into that environment, that kind of gets stomped out of them a bit early. I wasn't, kind I wasn't of. complaining. No, it but just, it's it's you I, don't really see the numbers so much, so you freaked forget. Because I, I normally go to these film parties, and then you do get the ones that come, and I'm like, I feel really old. But I wasn't yes. expecting <laughs> at this party. But well, no, I, I have a lot of like mixed range of friends, just be, yeah. like ages. Because yeah, because of what I do, it's kind of hard to avoid, really. So. Yeah, and it's not it's not a bad thing because you get to interact. Some people are way more mature, and um, yeah, but it's true. It's there well, are, other than you, the two friends I talk to the most on the rec are twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. Which is twelve years younger than me. Yeah, and that's just by circumstance. I don't. Yes, yeah, so it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's just how they. It's how they act. Twenty year olds. <laughs> yeah, go. <okay. laughs> Whatever you say. Um, but yes, oh, thanks for bringing up my birthday party, James. It was galaxy themed. It was cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's that seemed pretty cool. <laughs> Ooh. hold on, I am about to take that with me. Um, Did you have fun? Oh, I met your hot sister. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I remember that. I Did, didn't put should have put that in the show notes. Did you? Uh, the hot sister, <laughs> long fabled hot sister. Oh, for God's yes. Yes, there was there was you and there was someone else who was like, yeah, she sounds like, shut up. <laughs> this is what I've had to live with my whole life. Your sister's so hot. All right. Thank you. They'll uh, probably say that. Her friends probably say that about you, though, don't they? No, I don't think so. 
she she'll or maybe her friends will start being like, Your sister can sing and like all that stuff and she'd be like <laughs> like like and she's pretty and she's sings to get out and the shadow. No, no, and my sister well sister would probably be like, Yeah, it's fucking annoying. That's probably <laughs> What I'd get, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, your sister's so cool and she does all these things and whatever else. And she'd probably be like, yeah, she's annoying as, <laughs> like, when she sings in public or, you know. So I'm like, thanks, that's great. Um, you know, it's only my career, but that's... Well, no, it was annoying because I was at my friend's house the other night and we came home, like, we went out and we came home and just Australia's next top model was on or something. So we started watching just, like, the end of the episode. Mm. And Jen Hawkins is on it. Mm. And I was like, I turned to my friend and my friend, this is my friend, we've been friends since we're like 13, 14, it's a long time. And I said, oh, doesn't she just remind you of my sister? And she's like, yeah, she really does. I'm like, fuck's sake. I'm like, like trying to like reminds me, Jen Hawkins reminds me of my, like, of my sister. Great. Like my sister's like a woggy version of Jen Hawkins. A woggy version. <laughs> a woggy version of Jen Hawkins. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's. Not that that's a bad thing, obviously, but she doesn't have blue eyes. Like, but even the way I think it's more the way it's not even exactly how she looks. It's kind of how Jen Hawkins speaks a little bit, like as well. They kind of have that similar sort of. I don't of, think I've ever heard Jen Hawkins speak. So well, if you watch Australia's Next Top Model, you'll find out. All right. So, although I said you know Netflix, I haven't been that into Netflix. There's a new show out that I did really like called mm-hmm. Haters Back Off. Oh my god! I saw a trailer for that, and I'm like. Obviously, because it pertains to her being wanting to be famous, right? Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not watching that because it's probably just going to annoy the shit out of me. Is yeah. it actually good? I sent it. To, yeah, I did send it to someone other friends. I should have sent it to you to say someone other friends who are in similar situations where they, you know, they're trying to get some traction in their career and and they're singers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Would I just? But it's basically a girl who's been homeschooled and she's sort of clueless in the world and she wants to be famous and she's not that good but she has this Uncle Jim who's like yeah you're so talented <laughs> and he's trying to help her so make her bad. famous um, no yeah and I have a friend who I have a similar thing like she's quite she's really talented but she doesn't like I'm just like I, I literally like just like Uncle Jim Jim doesn't say it's like I have a you know I have a scheme to make her famous I don't get anything out of it really but I, you know, I feel like she's unrecognized. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, we got to... Do this. I, I'm oh always trying to God. push her to do things. No, um, I don't I don't think I could watch it. I don't think... I, have you seen all of it? I don't think I could watch the show. Uh, yeah, I watched the, yeah, the whole thing pretty much over oh two nights. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't... Um, well, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend comes back soon. Yeah. That's not next week's show, but I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'm yeah, excited it's, for it's got a, a very familiar numbers. formula. I can't... Quite yeah. think of it, but the the younger sister is kind of the straight character, and everyone else is crazy. Ah, uh, yes. And it's kind of um, uh, the um, you know, she's the younger sister is so embarrassed of her older sister's um, antics and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, I don't think I could. I don't think I could watch. I guess it'd be like Arrested Development, like Joe being trying to be a musician and. Um, what's his name? Who's the main guy? It's kind of like. Did I tell you I watched Younger? Yep. Yeah, we discussed that already. Yeah. I started watching that. Oh, well, that the new season. Did I out. recommend it to you? you? I'm pretty sure it was you because oh, you were okay. like I kind of weirdly just 
binge watched binge yeah. watched it because there was nothing else to really watch. And then I was like, oh, I'll watch it, and it turned out to be something faster. That's right. The season three's out of it. If oh you yeah, wanna, I started watching that. If you wanna, um, the guy though, is but it's so week hot. by week now. See, I binged the whole first season. It's much yeah, more fun when it's binging. Same. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. Track of I watched the first two seasons. Um, but yeah. So now, what, what do you think of my description of the the main character? I don't remember what you said, to be honest. Sorry. <laughs> I said she looks like older than she actually is. What, you think she looks older than 40? That she's meant to Yeah, she looks older than 40. Not in a bad, but not in a bad way. I think she looks banging. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not she saying could... like she looks older than... She just looks like... She's actually a really good actress. Like, if obviously... you look at the hot, you know... Women in Hollywood, like who's the girl from Weeds? Oh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure she's in her fifties, but she's. Anyway. I don't know. I think she looks amazing. Like she's she's 42, I think, in real life. 40 yeah. or 42, and um, I don't know. And I actually really enjoy because I didn't know it was Sutton Foster when you recommended the show. I was just I'm going to Hilary Duff's in it, or and like whoever who's else's Sutton character. Foster? Sutton Foster's um, Liza, and Sutton oh, Foster. Okay. She's okay. a she's actually really well known theatre. Performer. Oh, okay. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she's um she's amazing. Go watch her singing stuff. And she's been in theatre since she was really young, her and her brother. Yeah. And um, yeah, her voice is incredible. And like I've obviously seen her do things in song kind of form, but I've never really like seen her just purely act, like only in kind of in within that middle dialogue within a song. And um yeah, so watching her film, like well, T V mm-hmm. act, I actually think she's really good. I quite well, I quite enjoy her performance in it she's got like like camera subtleties that she, like but she, I can tell she's controlling it because like theatre acting is very different to like film and TV yeah so I can feel like you know she's obviously switched up the medium and it works for her like I don't know that's just maybe because I know that she's from like theatre world but um yeah same with people like Hugh Jackman and stuff like that it's interesting I started um, watching Westworld uh, I think I heard of it. I haven't watched it yet. It's a new big budget HBO show. Is that got Aaron Tveit in it? Aaron Tveit, I don't know. It's got Anthony Hopkins and James Marsden and uh, actually, Evan Rachel Wood. I think there's an Aussie in that. And oh, the main, oh, the baddies. Um, very famous. I can't remember his name. <laughs> That's good. He played Pollock in the movie about. Jackson Pollock. Oh, no, I don't know. And he played the director in Truman Show. Oh, what else is he in? And he keep played, going, keep uh, going. He played the baddie in The Rock. The Rock. Nicolas Cage. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. Moving along, do you have a hot topic this week? Maybe, short. Oh, okay, if it's going to be short, can I go on a rant first? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the vet fee help cuts, have you heard of that, that the liberals are doing? What's that? So, you know what vet fee help is? Okay, so where I study, Principal Academy, um, and a lot of like TAFEs and all those kind of private sort of institutions that have vet fee helps. It's kind of Hextet, but for those TAFEs. Uh, Yep, okay, get it. Um, So yeah, all the vet fee help. Um, The Liberals are basically cutting any vet fee helps to do with the arts. (laughs) Because, yep, because they don't think it's helping with the economy and um, we should be at university essentially and it's I actually can't believe it's really happening because 
it's so it's so fucking sad. So what? Okay. So now it's only rich kids that can do this also because they believe it's a lifestyle choice. It's not a career choice to yeah. do what we do. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything's like jewelry class or whatever else. It's a lifestyle choice. It shouldn't be a career option. And mm-hmm. it's, I just think it's ridiculous. You think about a world without any arts. Well, just don't even think about that. Like this altruistic thing. Think about the actual economy, okay? When, okay, Tesla just showed off their first version of their completely self-driving car. Yeah. Right? Which is going to put every person who uh, drives for a living out of business, out of work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the robots that are going to build that car is going to put every person who works in a factory out of business. Yeah. Right? What jobs are actually going to be left Entertainers. Yeah. Entertainers is going to be the biggest industry yeah. in the world when robots can do everything Everything for us. else. Exactly. And, you know, that experience, that human emotion, it mm. doesn't come from... You can't get that from a robot. And, it's yeah, like... And in times of, like, you know, entertainment becomes more popular in a time of need within society, right? Mm. So, historically, when in times of war and all that kind of stuff and all the little vaudeville acts all came to fruition and became more popular was because they were going through hardship in their life and it was escapism, you know, and we're not part of that. We're not, we're not away from that enough in our history to not have that as an outlet as well. And who, you know, and sorry that we want to go to study, to go and do what we love every day. How many people could say they go into their jobs and love what they do more and more so with generation, like with our generation, Mm. but, how many people actually do that and that's what we want to do and I think that would boost your economy in the first place like oh I just I can't I don't I, it makes me so angry and we're all writing letters <laughs> to the government because basically we're not what so we're not worthy of having any sort of education mm. for something that we love because it doesn't help with the economy and they're changing all the hex debts anyway for university everyone learns differently not everybody's built for university as much as i would love to go as well the hex debts are so fucked as well they're being going to get any help so it's going to start this whole thing where it's only for rich people that can afford to go again yeah. and you know that's how is that helping society like, and then I know people that have gone to university and haven't been able to secure a job in their field of choice for a year. And we might, as a lifestyle choice, we might not land in, you know, a job from an audition for, yeah, maybe a year once we finish studying in an institution. It could be straight away. It could oh, be yeah, a year. But I think you it's can get same lots shit. of other jobs. Well, as an artist, you can create your own work. Yeah. You know, and it's it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that... You know, we should be so. So basically, my lifestyle choice isn't worthy of anything to the government, and that's what the liberals do. I can't, I can't believe it's actually a thing that's happening. That and places like my institution, where it's not overly big. Basically, at the end of Footloose, for example, that was our whole class minus like two people. Yeah, and that's our whole school. Yeah, and you know, it's small, but it's stylized and it works because of the size. Um, you know, and places like that. Um, you know, I had a chat to some of the people there and they can't afford to come back next year without vet fee help. Mm. They really can't. And it's so sad that the, and I feel bad for, you know, the academy as an institution because who knows what's going to happen to them now. Yeah. And he's been, you know, it's been going for, you know, seven, eight years, maybe longer. Well, look, as long as, as long as Murdoch 
can keep running Foxtel and keep importing, spending billions of dollars to import American content and then sue people for pirating it because they have, haven't signed up for their $400 thing that sells this American content inferior thing. So they actually are promoting piracy. Foxtel is active as the biggest promoter of piracy in Australia. Why is Australia so have the worst price in the world? Because we have a monopoly uh, pay TV provider. <laughs> like the Foxtel is like the only one. I mean, we have Netflix and that, but they're like, and they're, you know, they're exploding because they're actually competition, but it hasn't helped the fact that, you know, the only way to watch Game of Thrones is to pay, you know, you you have to not just pay for the entrance plan to get onto Foxtel, then you have to pay another... 24-month um, like, contract. Yeah, another fee on top of that to get into the Game of Thrones. And then they then the only way you can actually get in HD is to have a satellite dish... <laughs> installed in your house because yeah. the internet streaming is <laughs> such low quality that it's yeah the insane if the fact that you know because i did one season was like oh, i'll do the right thing and pay for it i was paying 40 dollars a month uh for three months to watch it in worse quality than if i just pirated it yes yeah um yeah and that's what i did Shh. I shouldn't admit to it. But uh, I was paying four deals a month and I wasn't actually watching this product because it was in worse quality than just downloading yeah. it. And it, yeah. it came later because it wasn't, you know, it was on a two-hour delay where you can get on like a one-hour delay over the internet. Yeah. It was just... And, and so, so many people have gone and tried to learn how to pirate stuff because it's so it was so hard to get stuff that people want to watch like that. And they... And Foxtel to get the monopoly because before in one season of Game of Thrones, it would go up on iTunes like straight after it aired in America. And you can just buy it and yes. watch it in HD on iTunes on yes. any um, Doesn't computer H- that has Hulu iTunes. Hulu do that as well. There's a couple of others that do that. Yeah. I think too. Yeah, but then Foxtel literally paid more money so that to uh, to get exclusive rights to stop HBO selling it to iTunes, right? Yeah. Um. So that promotes piracy because people who are suddenly who are buying on iTunes having a great experience, or like, well, f you, I'm not going to pay more money to get it in a worse quality. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, that money, that extra money that Foxtel spent to get the exclusive rights to buy the monopoly on that product, which is a monopoly, um, which is bad for industry, that could have been spent producing. An Australian TV show, yeah, and making their own content. If you own, if you're making, I think exclusives are great. If you are the person making it, but the idea that they can buy overseas content that puts uh, spending money that could be going to Australian jobs, which are creative jobs, yeah, you know, uh, uh, yeah, and promote piracy and destroy the industry at the same time, it's just insane. And yeah. they're literally. The liberals might as well just rename themselves the Foxtel Monopoly Company. Well, they might as well, you know, dream killer. Thanks for killing, you know, thousands of people's dreams. Like, no, it sounds dramatic, but it's true. You know, for the majority of people that can't, I wouldn't have been able to do my course without vet fee help. Um, You know, same with most people that go to university. They're not going to be able to do their course without you know, the proper, like, hex fee. And as, you know, a private institution as well, we don't get certain benefits that students do from, like, Centrelink and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we still get a bit of help. But, you know, so there's so many things that we try. And, you know, the contact hours that we do are insane. 
all because we want to work within the industry that what we should do is makes us happy. I just should, can't I can't believe it. It's we should get the politicians to we should not pay the politicians. Oh. Being a politician should be a lifestyle choice. It if should, you want to fly back and forth from Canberra and be a part of it, do Honestly, it with your own money because it's a lifestyle choice. Like I don't, and so what now? Are we us, the creative types of the world? Are we now banished to working in marketing and advertising? And you know, like not that that's not that that's bad. Obviously, if you like like marketing and advertising, but I'm saying for us to use our creative outlets yeah. in a term that's economical, and I say that in inverted commas, you know, purely for that, you know, so that are they the kind of roles that like that we can be forced into at the workforce and. I just, yeah, why would, if you have the tenacity to get into this industry and pull through and work and why shouldn't you be applauded for it? You're entertaining people. You're giving them that escapism into something else. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know. But you're providing something like the... Just service. With, with the, you know, the Fringe Festival has become as huge successful in Perth. Yeah, it's like the third biggest world. who benefits from the Fringe Festival? The government. Well, not just the government, but <laughs> all the businesses around it because everyone yeah. goes out, they want to see a show and they go and buy a dinner at the restaurant a, or a it. food truck. The small businesses, they're and helping brings, the small businesses. It generates money. Yeah, totally. And, you know, not just for the performers, it gives them the opportunity, but for, yeah, of course, all the people around it or, you know, lighting, the like tents, all that kind of the maintenance, all the stuff that goes into running a fringe festival that we don't think about. Sounds outrageous. It no, it, I honestly, it's actually happening, and we've we've gotten like links that we've passed around to everyone of us. We're gonna send like letters to like specific people. It sounds really ranty, but honestly, because at first I was like, oh, that might be a thing that had happened, but hopefully that people will see sense, and it's n- it's not gonna happen. They might cut it, maybe like cut, make some cuts, but to cut it entirely mm. from from that, it just blows my mind. And you know we can't. You can't have a functioning cause like that because you don't have time. We don't have time to work. Yeah, you're doing fifty fifty five hours a week as a full time student, mm-hmm. and you don't have time to work to then pay for it yourself. You know. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's pretty outrageous. And I made a note. I'm like, I'm gonna have a rant about this later because. Um, and like you know the director was like you know just write a paragraph and I was like oh I'll fucking write a paragraph <laughs> like yeah. do you want me to send like um, well I would say don't be mean just be smart oh no Talk that's about it about the benefits of the economy oh I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna send like hate mail but it's definitely gonna have some like you know thank you for crushing <laughs> like dreams but like it's not gonna be rude and distasteful it's gonna have points to it apparently one of the girls wrote like a two-page essay and apparently it's incredible the way that she's put it so i'll probably just stick to my paragraph in that case like i I can write well but like i don't want to get too carried away and be like do you have to pay back that fee like yes you do it's like hex it is so we do still have to pay it back but so (laughs) and we get interest on it too it's like 20 percent interest all right so they're not actually it's not really saving them much money. But it's a it's a lot. That twenty percent on say um I think it's like fourteen thousand. Oh For international listeners a lot. who are listening, basically in Australia we have this system, you know, it's like we don't want you on welfare, which is probably the same in most countries. But uh, you know, you either gotta be studying or working and look, we will help pay for your student fees as a loan. 
the government will do that and you generate interest to, to pay for your studies. Um, and you can also get a study allowance if you qualify yes. um, to help pay for rent and stuff while you're studying. And living. <laughs> but the idea being is that everyone is either studying or working and not on the dole. Yes. But now they're trying to put these people on the dole, basically. Basically. They'd prefer that than... Might as well. Yeah. They'd prefer that than us actually, you know, living our passion. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I'm a very, like, passionate person and there's nothing more sad than s- someone trying to dull that spark in someone else. And... They, you know, the government trying to suppress, you know, certain things. I know this sounds totally dramatic, but if you come from my kind of background and, you know, seeing that come coming to fruition, it's it's really scary. I can't believe that they could just throw that kind of thing away. They've always had it pinned against the art. Though. The liberals have always been like, man, they the have arts. it against arts. They do. They have it pro whoever donates to their company. They're literally just... Their only moral values are who is going to donate the most. They have zero moral values. They're not They're not a conservative party. They're not economically conservative at all. They, they're blowing $40 billion on our obsolete MBN. Um, <laughs> you know, they're putting massive subsidies into coal that's <laughs> uh, not going to be a part of our future of our economy. They're... They're the opposite of economic conservatives. Um, they're just the whoever donates the most money and gives them cushy jobs after they get out of the politics. You know, they're yeah. open door for um, you know at least when you know when when someone in like the Labour who is our our left sided opposition party, whoever's when if someone comes out around that, it's like oh shocking they're corrupt. You know, bad boy. They're all they're mm. the end with the unions, but it's like. When that happens on the other side, it's just like, oh, well, but you are the corrupt party, so yep, that's your that's definition. It. There's nothing wrong with being corrupt if you're in the liberals. Cause that's just what it. you are. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, oh, but when you know someone in the Labour Party turns out he's done some dodgy work, got got some mates God rates forbid. for Simon. It's like a big scandal because they're meant to be the good party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why evil wins is because it's just like, oh, well, we'll just be evil. You know, there's no. Um, drama yeah. about evil people being evil because they're already you just accept yeah, it yeah you shouldn't have to accept it that's my yeah anyway that's my rant over i'm sorry well i made a good hot topic all right well yeah all rant right. over that's um okay thanks Tan. where can we find you on the internet you can find me um on instagram at tanche t-a-n-c-h-e underscore x-i or on the twitter uh S underscore, um, yeah, under Tanya Alice. That's double A L I S. At least it's a French spelling. In case you're wondering, <laughs> is that any part of your real name? My middle name. It's your middle name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but it looks like a surname. All right. Geez, stop blowing the like fantasy, James. Oh, I was just curious <laughs> where it came from, whether you chose it or whether it was. Ah, uh, no, it's my middle name. Okay. All right. You find me at the Guy Good Time. You find Jimish Fam at www.jimishfam.com. Uh, we new new websites up. We're beta testing a new website for jimishfam.com. Yes, uh, and we've got and the Instagram too. On the, oh, like we Instagram, mentioned, yeah, it's got one photo on it. Go follow it. We'll um, share it. We'll share it about. Yeah. Alrighty, well, we'll chat All again right. soon, James. Bye. Bye.